Welcome in. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show on this Monday after a uh, spectacular weekend. What a good weekend. Man, oh, man. A lot of fun. And uh, back in studio today, tomorrow, Wednesday. And then Thursday, we open up the Wisconsin State Fair. Then off to Sturgis, South Dakota. And then out there on Monday and Tuesday with broadcasts from uh, Full Throttle Saloon and Pappy Hoyle Campground. And then off a few days and then back for the Packers. Cincinnati Bengals contest. We'll watch and then discuss it the following Monday. So uh, a lot coming up. Good to have you on board today. And uh, 877-867-1670. By the way, if you want to find us, 877-867-1670. You can track us down in that particular facet. uh, facet, uh, At Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. Over on uh, Twitter. And Instagram is simple. That's The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show on Instagram. The Bill Michael Show over on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube as well. And uh, many of you continue to subscribe there, which is awesome. And we appreciate it. You can subscribe and get notified when the show goes on the air. Simply go to YouTube.com. That is YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. The same thing if you download the app on Twitch TV and on Kick. We're on Kick as well. And uh, just email, or not email, but uh, hit us up at Bill Michaels Show. Then email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website, simply thebillmichaels.com. W-O-Z-N, the Zone Madison is the app. And I think that takes care of everything. Short of uh, after the fact, you can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. So there you go. That is the uh, that is the start to our day. What a fast and furious start to the day, as a matter of fact. Uh, got our buddy Austin behind the board today. Is one Grand Bills is off on vacay. Austin, how you doing today? I'm good, Bill. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? It was good. Um, you know, watched uh, watched a lot of baseball. The Cubs took three out of four. They're officially not sellers, so that's good. For, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the Brewers had a tough weekend, but I'm sure we'll get into that later. The uh, The Brewers giving up, uh, what is it, 29 runs this weekend, I think is what they gave up. I mean, a whole boatload of runs the Brewers pitching staff gave up. The bullpen, everybody struggled. It wasn't like one particular dude. It was everybody struggled. They at least hit. You know, as, as Santana goes yard, he was a highlight. At least, uh, you you know, the guy you traded for to play first base came in and started producing. Uh, and the Brewers hit the ball. The problem was they didn't uh, pitch very well. And the one thing that had been so stellar uh, pretty much uh, all season long uh, took the one of the worst possible times to uh, to bail, and that is the, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers pitching. But as we wake up today, when you talk about the standings and where the Brewers are at, the Brewers uh, are a half game behind Cincinnati, who uh, got the win over the Dodgers. And uh, the Brewers 57-49 and 49 by a half game, Cincinnati on top. But look now, the Chicago Cubs are four games back and breathing down the neck of the Brewers, three and a half behind them, and uh, the Reds four games back, as I had mentioned. So all of a sudden, the Cubs are relevant. The Cubs have gone eight and two in their last ten ball games. The Brewers are four and six in their last 10, Cincinnati 7-3. and three. And the Brewers, I guess if you're a Brewers fan now and you're looking at it as um, maybe get a little bit of a sigh of relief because here comes Washington. You're on the road. You've got three against Washington, four back at uh, American Family Field against Pittsburgh, four against Col- or three against Colorado. Uh, you, then you got the White Sox on the road for three before you go to L.A. And then you face L.A., Texas, and Minnesota, all extremely tough teams and all – leading their division 
So um, that's that's the one caveat to the a little bit um, you know lax in schedule, if you will, as far as competition goes. Is that when you do gear up, man, you got back to back to back, very tough, uh, very tough uh, series coming up, and then you get uh, you know San Diego, and then the Cubs, then the Cubs come calling, and uh, then you got to go into Wrigley and try to you know beat up on the Cubs to kind of eliminate them. So. Uh, not done by any stretch of the imagination. The sprint is on as we're just getting ready to turn the page into August, which I can't believe, but, uh, that's where we're at. We're sitting on the cusp of August at this point. Oof, the cusp of, I can't even believe it. I mean, I know, don't get me wrong. Uh, we leave for Sturgis on Friday. I understand all of that. And that's that time of year, but, and state fair is here kind of, uh, what I've always considered state fair is kind of the last hurrah of summer. And then you get into the welcoming of uh, of winter uh, in fall when you get into, say, like the Tomahawk Fall Ride or you get into the last preseason game. Family night coming up this this Friday night, which you can hardly believe. Family night is here. So just a, a lot of stuff going on. But uh, Packers, by the way, back on the practice field today. Today they are in pads. And we'll hear from Mike Clemens coming up here a little bit later on today as well. Um, just when you thought – you know, it was really starting to kind of trend in the right direction. They make the trade for Santana. You thought everything was going to be okay. The pitching staff takes a – and, I, you know, I know some people said, hey, are you going to hit the panic button? No, no. Baseball's too long of a season. No. Cincinnati again, I'm waiting for, you know, Cincinnati to begin this, you know, the faltering side. Their pitching staff is not nearly as good as what the Brewers have, and I'll stay stay with that. You know, Cincinnati, when you look at what Cincinnati's got coming up on the docket, you know, Cincinnati has got um, the Cubs. they got a four-game series with the Cubs. They're on the road. Then they get Washington, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Toronto. They they don't have a tough road after that. Um, as a matter of fact, they don't really have that tough of a schedule down the stretch. They're done with L.A. now. Uh, but the Cubs, who are surging, we'll see if the Cubs can handle Cincinnati. And, and that's the danger is you want to see Cincinnati falter and the Brewers get some wins, but then if Cincinnati is faltering and the Brewers are moving up with every win the Brewers get, the Cubs are moving up over Cincinnati. And then you got the Cubs staring at you in the rearview mirror, but you just got to take care of business. Go back to winning series. The two series that the Brewers have lost since June 17th are both against Atlanta. Uh, they are 1-5 and five against the Braves and absolutely got their ass kicked this weekend, pitching-wise, uh, by the Braves. Just got stomped on, and I'll say this: that's that's a good that's a good baseball team. That's a good team, no matter where you put them. Whether it doesn't matter what division, they can hit the ball, they can steal bases, they pitch well. Um, not great, but they pitch well, and they've got enough bats to overcome. That's a good baseball team, and that may be a team that we just watched that's uh, a legit contender for a World Series, uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. So anyway. Um, so we've got that. Uh, then you've got, uh, boy, you've got all kinds of reaction. Aaron Rodgers speaking out uh, against his guy, against Sean Payton, and you know, saying that Sean Payton better never speak about his coaches or take his coaches' names out of his mouth. You've got Jim Ursay basically in a very nonchalant, backhanded way devaluing the running back position and Jonathan Taylor and all that he's worked for. You've got question marks in Green Bay uh, still with Jordan Love. Uh, and you're just kind of waiting to see once the pads go on today what Jordan Love can or can't do and whether or not there should be a raised level of concern. Uh, you've got all of that going on. Camps are going on all throughout. Dalvin Cook still hasn't made up his mind where he wants to go. 
as far as playing uh, running back in the National Football League. He's looking for a bit of a payday as well and also looking to move on to a championship. But he has stated, look, he wants to win, yes, but he also wants to get paid appropriately. Running backs are all up in arms. More of them, more so now than anything, are up in arms uh, regarding uh, the running back position by the very backhanded, nonchalant comments of one Jim Ursay, uh, the Colts owner, who just basically said, "Look, you, you're not going to get your pay. You're, you're more. You feel you're worth more than you really are, and that's got a lot of guys up in arms. So, a lot of stuff going on. You've got people that are." saying Justin Fields could be in the uh, in the challenge for an MVP type of performance this year, which I think is crazy. That was one of the Dan Orlovsky statements from earlier today. Uh, but I, I like Dan. I respect Dan. And when Dan talks about a lot of statistics and looks a, a lot of things up and does his research, he's, he's right more often than not. So you got to wonder, okay, how good quarterback-wise is this division going to be? Is Jordan Love really the, the lowest quarterback in the division? You know, Kirk Cousins, solid. Jared Goff with an incredibly solid year year last year. Probably the one more complete teams in the National Football League the Detroit Lions could be. And then you've got Justin Fields, the second year of Luke Getze, this Shanahan style of offense and the numbers of what the guys have produced second year time, uh, second time around in that type of offense are astronomical. And whether or not he would be the guy all of a sudden that could take over the top spot in the division. And where does that leave Jordan Love by the time it's all said and done? So a lot to get to today. A lot of stuff that's floating around out there. 877-867-1670, Flat Smack says uh, the Braves and Dodgers for the National League seem like a sure thing right now. I couldn't disagree with that. I mean, the Dodgers, the Dodgers kind of just foundered for a while, but they were still the Dodgers. They have enough depth, enough, you know, hate to say it, but enough money to overcome, and they have. And they've now taken a firm grip on the National League West. And the the Braves have been solid all season long. And when you started to go through the top teams, top tier payrolls in baseball this year, we always said you, you one through seven, they weren't even leading their divisions. Now the Dodgers are, but one through seven wasn't for the longest period of time until you got to number eight, which was the Braves. And the Braves have been stellar and solid ever since. The Miami Marlins charged for a while and they faltered. The Pittsburgh Pirates charged for a while. They faltered. Cincinnati one of the lower uh, payroll teams in baseball. They're right there on top of their division. The Brewers, one of the lower payroll teams in baseball. They're right there a half game back in their division. You've got a team like the Minnesota Twins that aren't spending a ton of money. They've been leading their division. The Yankees, the Red Sox, they've been battling for the basement over in the American League East. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay, one of the lower payrolls in baseball, they've been winning in their division. So, as we've stated, and I get all the time, every time a big market team beats a small market team, it's all about the money. And that's not always the case. It's about the money you spend and who you spend it on. Um, you know what one topic today could possibly be? And it's just one of those weird off-the-wall things. Uh, it can either be whatever, what, the glasses half full or glasses half empty. Okay? Glasses half full or glasses half empty. The glasses half full is some of the better analysts and broadcasters in the game. Glasses half empty, some of the most irritable, angering people that you see on the daily or listen to on the daily. We can't even get into that. I, it, was, it was funny because this morning I went out and saw a friend of mine. I had to pick up a trailer for the, uh, the weekend coming up, uh, a larger trailer, because we got to put uh, numerous motorcycles and then uh, our Can-Am, uh, the one that we got from Road Track and Trail, um, we have to put that in there. So we needed about a 20-foot trailer. 
And this morning, I'm out, and I'm talking to Lyle and a gang out at J&L Tire and Service Center. And I'm hanging out, and two guys come over, and they start talking to me about different things. And they were talking to me about some of the broadcasters in the state, some of the broadcasters nationally. They were talking about the four-letter network, and uh, they can't stand Mike Greenberg anymore, can't stand Kimberly Martin, don't like her, you know, just on and on and on. And it was just like I'm sitting there thinking, okay, who do you like? Tell me something good. Tell me something good. And they start talking about different broadcasters. They really like Matt LaPay and his delivery and how he's really, really good. And obviously, Brian Anderson comes to mind. And Brian is so incredibly versatile. Kevin Harlan, I think, is is one of the absolute positive best, uh, most fun, down-to-earth, classiest guys I have ever met when it comes to broadcasting. And I love that guy to death. I love listening to him. I, I love it when his voice comes on. I'll stop doing what I'm doing just to hear what he has to say. I love that guy. So you get into all of that. And then it was just this full on, full on blasting of people. So I thought, you know what, might make a good topic for the show one day, so we can even get into that. So we got a lot to get to, a lot to get to today. Uh, some of you may love me, some of you may hate me. You can even fire that off too. I I don't have a problem with that. So uh, because that's just that's your opinion, you're allowed to have it. Nobody says you're not. So uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to come, we're going to come back. We got a lot going on today. Uh, at some point, like I said, we're going to talk with our guy Mike Clemens. Packers practice back at ten thirty today, and today is an interesting day because they are back in full pads today. Uh, today is a hit day. Today is a get after it day. Today is a day where guys tomorrow will wake up a little bit sore, and uh, tomorrow will be a little bit slower day for the Green Bay Packers. But today, today they put them on. Today they strap it on and they start banging on stuff today. So. Looking forward to that. So hang in there. we got a lot of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our really good friends uh, over there. As I had mentioned before, Lyle and the gang over at J&L Tire and Service Center. They are great people. They're out there. I go to the one in Johnson Creek. I went and picked up his trailer today because he is so gracious to let us use it, not only for this trip, but for the Fisher House uh, Wisconsin golf outing, which is down at Geneva National, which I think there's still a couple of spots available for if you go to fisherhousewi.org. Uh, and, and you could still sign up if you're interested in the golf outing. But uh, he's always such a great guy. And uh, whether it's, you know, it, we saw out there, there was a couple of pickup trucks that came in. One needed tires, done. One needed an oil change, done. Then they've got big rigs, uh, 18-wheelers. They've got delivery trucks, you name it. But they've got a facility for that as well. And they, they're always cranking. But they've always got time to get you in if need be. Check out our friends at JL Tire and Service Center. JL Tire and Service Center in Johnson Creek and in Watertown. Go to JNLTire.com. That is JNLTire.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. 
Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. Press is now on. We can't uh, ask you enough. As many times as I can possibly beg you, ask you, tell you, scream at you, <laughs> whatever it happens to be, the 16th annual poker run benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin, gets underway Sunday, September 3rd. We are now creeping into the month of August, and the press is on. Please, if you have not yet, spread the word. Uh, whether it's whether you ride or somebody else rides, somebody that you know, doesn't matter what part of the state you're in, please come out and join us Sunday, September 3rd. Get registered right now over on the live stream. You can see the QR code. You can scan it. You can check it out for yourself. It is, again, Sunday, September 3rd. For all the information, go to Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. And it's really going to start pumping up beginning tomorrow. So please, 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 uh, you know, if, if you can. Come out and join us. It's always a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got a terrific band and the cheap shots lined up at the end of the ride. But more so, it's a great cause, and it's such a, a wonderful time. It's such a fun time. So if you can join us, please come out and join us. Uh, again, that is Sunday, September 3rd, and we hope to see you on the ride. Uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour, after the next break, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur over the weekend. Did you happen to hear his pressers, some of the comments? We're going to talk about it. You're also going to hear from David Bakhtiari coming up after the top of the hour. We'll hear from Matt LaFleur in his press conference this morning as well. So we're going to get into that. But, uh, but yeah, really looking forward to all this stuff. There's a lot of good stuff today. A lot of good stuff today. Um, uh, Jay Jacob says, uh, oh, oh uh, okay, thank you, Jacob. I didn't know what you're referring to. I didn't want to read it out loud. He was uh, referring, I was with Pharrell on the bench. Uh, coast to coast on Friday, he was talking about the appearance there. I'm like, I didn't make an appearance, but then I realized what he was talking about. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, this one's from Jimmy. Jimmy says, uh, hey, Bill, what the hell happened to Brewers pitching? It's like all of a sudden they forgot how to pitch, or do you think it was just one of those apparitions that you don't see? He's got A-P-P-A-R-I-T-T-I-O-N, apparition. I don't mean to make fun of your spelling, but it's if you put it on a computer, it's right there. You just Google it. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, I'll say this. I think it's just Atlanta was hitting. Atlanta was feeling it. They were hitting. The home runs were prevalent. Uh, it was a hot, humid weekend in Atlanta. Ball is flying. They just pounded on it. Brewers hit the ball, too. They just they, they didn't, you know, pitching-wise, shut down a, enough of the Atlanta hitters. What is concerning is... I've been saying all along, good pitching can shut down good hitting. And what uh, the last two series with Atlanta has proved is that good hitting at any level is beating up on good pitching. And that's that's a little bit uh, intimidating if you face them in the postseason. It's got to be. It's got to be. Uh, Kyle says uh, two things. First of all, Justin Fields at playing at an MVP-type level is ludicrous. 
He also says, what do you think about the hometown guy, Joe Burrow, going down with a calf injury? Does that put their hopes of a Super Bowl down the drain? Uh, first of all, let me deal with the Justin Fields thing. I don't think Justin Fields is going to play at an MVP level, but I, I am anxious to see what Justin Fields does. Does he play even better? Because Justin Fields has been able to win games for the Chicago Bears. Okay? And the Bears have very steadily, quietly gotten better. Now, are they ready to take over the division? Hell no. No. I'd be surprised if they did. I think it's going to be there, – there's, there's three big question marks I have this year. None of them when it comes to the Green Bay Packers in the division. As far as being at the top of the division, one is, does Minnesota have enough offense to overcome an average-at-best defense? That's number one. Two, my question is, do the real Detroit Lions show up? Which one? The Detroit Lions that took that major step forward, they won eight out of nine down the stretch last season, that gives every Detroit Lions fan throughout the world optimism this year? Does does that team show up? The team that's ready to take that? They grew up a little bit. They walked. Now they're ready to run. Does that team show up? Or do we go back and we just kind of look at ourselves in the mirror and go, same old Lions. Same, same old, same old. Same old Lions. Which team's going to show up this year? And then my third question when it comes to the NFC North is – what do the Bears have? How much of a, a step forward do they take? Are they so well coached? Are they so well disciplined? Do they have such an incredible quarterback that they just they had to absorb the system? They had to get a little better. They had to protect them a little bit more. That they just do that just enough to be able to get over the hump, and all of a sudden they just surprise people. Or do they look in the mirror and go, "Boy, we still got a long way to go," you know? But Justin Fields won them games. He has that that tenacity. So we'll see how much they take that step forward this year. I'm looking forward to all those things. Now, going to your second question regarding Joe Burrow, a calf injury like that is nothing to sneeze at, especially when he went down the way he did, if you saw the video. Like when Rodgers hurt his calf, he played with it in numerous games, including that, that AFC championship game against Atlanta. Remember, he played that game. It was it was bothering him in the weeks leading up to the postseason. Uh, he played pretty well, and then he went down to Dallas, kind of a one-dimensional quarterback, couldn't run at all. It was pocket passing, handoff left, handoff right. That was it. There was nothing else to his game. And he still was able to make that big play to Jared Cook and give them the victory, which or set them up for the victory, in which Mason Crosby kicks the field goal, and then they go on. And, and they win the game against Dallas before they just went and got shellacked by Atlanta. They had no business being there, but you know what I mean. So a calf injury, a calf strain like that, depending on the severity, it, it's basically saying it's a tear. It's a tear of some type. It's not a complete tear, but it's a tear. So the question is, how bad is it? Is it just something that he can just take some time off? He can just get some rest? First couple of games of the season, you know, you kind of get back at it. Maybe you miss the first game, you know. Is it going to hinder him for the entire year? Probably not. But does it take their Super Bowl aspirations away? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think what it can do is make, depending on that offensive line, remember, oh, my God, I feel like Lee Corso with the pen right now. Holy crap. Um, for those that are watching on the live stream, remember a couple of years ago, they were a pretty good football team with a horrible offensive line. And then last year, they fixed the offensive line until they didn't. 
because last year the offensive line started getting banged up and then they were bad again. And he needed to get it done by moving in the pocket and, and extending plays and being able to, you know, pick up first downs and kind of keep the keep the chains moving until they could finally, you know, hold off the the, the pass rush enough to be able to get the ball downfield. And I just don't know if he can't move and this line isn't any better, I don't know how good they're going to be because that has been the bugaboo for them is they just haven't been able to keep him protected. He's been one of the most sacked quarterbacks his first few years in the league. So that's that's a huge, huge uh, question mark for them. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Good stuff today. Real good stuff today. Um, yeah, I know. I haven't had the uh, the chat box up over on the live stream. So uh, there you go, guys and girls. You are now uh, um, you are now uh, all ready to go. Um, yeah, I did see that, guys. Uh, there are a lot of people telling me Amari, Amari Rogers got released by the Texans. Yeah, I I cannot imagine Amari Rogers ends up in Green or ends up in uh, in in New York with the Jets. Just just saying. Uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want you to get sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, whatever it is you got. If you're sitting in the office, get yourself a beverage. If you're driving around in the truck, find a place to, you know, when you get there to be able to pull over, maybe eat yourself a breakfast sandwich from Quick Trip or something like that. Get ready. I want you to hear what Matt LaFleur had to say over the weekend. So we're going to revisit some of that before we fast forward to today to hear Matt LaFleur's presser for today. And then ultimately, David Bakhtiari. we got some other guys we want you to take a listen to as well. So hang in there. we got a lot more. Stay tuned. Bill Michael Show continuing on with a whole lot more coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Scott L. Team Ellis, Homeside Financial, 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771. You can ask him about the 2-1 buy-down. I got a note. Uh, Riley had sent me a note and said, I didn't know what the hell you were talking about, so I called. It was exactly what we needed to get into our home. We are pre-approved. We got a better interest rate. Maybe in a couple of years we can refi and get it even lower. But thanks for the heads up. Did not know he worked in the state of Wisconsin. It's good to know that you have options, and that is from Riley. Riley saying thanks for what Scott Ellis did for them and Homeside Financial. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. We have got Matt LaFleur next to The Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. It's summer and Road America's in mid-season form. Get your tickets now for NASCAR's Xfinity Series at RoadAmerica.com. That's RoadAmerica.com. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. Rocking on. Our buddy Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S. Dwayne's cover it all in Wausau, and he uh, does great stuff. As a matter of fact, his upholstery repair and leather repair, I've, I had him do the uh, the seat on my boat where there was just a little snag, like a little tear, and uh, you'd never know it was there. It's, it's amazing, and I've got a couple things for him to do uh, again. But uh, there's nobody else I trust to do it than him, whether it's a boat cover, awning, upholstery repair, leather repair. Uh, he can also do, uh, you know, gym equipment, office furniture, awnings in front of your business. You name it, he can do it. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne's, coveritall.com. He is worth it. 
DwaynesCoverItAll.com. Call them 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. 715-870-2119. And uh, you can hear from them. Uh, all right, now, uh, got to get to uh, Matt LaFleur and some of the things that he had, had to say uh, over the weekend. So I, I thought this was really good stuff, and I, I wanted to get you to take a listen to it. First and foremost, Jonathan Garvin, the linebacker. The, he was a seventh-round draft choice. For the Green Bay Packers, this is from over the weekend. This is uh, this is older stuff. This isn't today, by the way. Uh, Matt, Matt Lafleur was asked, "Why would you cut a guy on his birthday?" You know, unfortunately, it's just sometimes it's time to move on, and uh, that I, I know I understand the timing wasn't great in terms of it being his birthday, but um, you guys know this business never stops. Okay, the business never stops, and that's that's you know what that's fair. That's a fair, fair assessment. Uh, then he, the question was posed, okay, look, you know, David Bakhtiari, pretty healthy. Elton Jenkins feels like he's back as well. What does it mean or what would it mean to have your left tackle and your left guard back to where they were a couple of years ago before the injuries, you know, kind of befallen them? Oh, it'd be absolutely uh, huge for our offense. I think when you look at those guys, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd argue that was the best left side in football. And hopefully we can get back to that. So what did it take last year for Elton Jenkins when he came back to the left guard position? How, you know, what, what did it take for him to get back and to be, be good, be ready to go? Yeah, I think that's always a challenge for these guys, especially when it's almost a blessing and a curse when you are that versatile. You can go play either tackle, center, either guard spot, and we've seen him do it. And he's he's a rare one in that in that case. But um, I think the more cohesive that group is, and the more experience they get together, and just it, it definitely helps and uh, kind of get get them into their rhythm. So. The depth chart, and we're looking at it as who's starting, who's not, where they're at. When the depth chart comes out, what's it going to be? You know, and, you know, Matt LaFleur was asked about that. When you talk about the depth chart, it, you know, it, is it too early? I mean, when you start looking at guys that are starting, whether they may or may not make the team, whether they may or may not be starters, talk about the depth chart. Yeah, first of all, there's nothing set in stone. No pads. Um, so we're going to be – you know, moving guys all over the place. And just because somebody's running with the ones doesn't mean that's necessarily the case and vice versa. If you're running with the twos, I don't want these guys to even think about the depth chart at this point. The sole focus each and every time we go out there is to try to get better each and every day in everything they do. And in order to do that, you got to give max effort. You got to be deliberate about what you're doing. You got to know the ins and outs, the details, the why behind everything that we're asking these guys to do. So the progress of Jordan Love, and when you get into the discussion of how good or how much progress you should see at this point in time, what progress does Matt LaFleur, as not only the head coach but also the play caller, look for in Jordan Love each day? Well, I think everything that we look at in regards to that position or really all the positions is just the process behind it. I'm not so – caught up in the end result right now. Obviously, we are in a results-oriented business, and they are absolutely um, critical. But just a firm believer philosophically that if these guys have the right process and are, are you know, going through their reads the right way, are throwing 
with the right rhythm and timing, I think that it's going to lead to a better result. And so that that's where the sole focus lies with him and, quite frankly, all our players. Interesting stuff. It's it's the one thing that you, he doesn't talk about. And I don't know if anybody's ever noticed this. He doesn't talk about talent. He doesn't talk, he doesn't say, my, my God, this guy's loaded with talent. We just got to get him on, you know, the track or anything. He just talks about, you know, just, uh, you know, our philosophy and what it is we believe and getting better. And, yeah, and that's all good. Don't get me wrong. But the one thing I've never really heard is, oh, my God, what, how talented. Like when – and, again, I hate to go to the comparisons. When Favre got here, when Favre got here, you know, there was the whispers. Oh, my God, this guy. My God, he's got an arm. My God, he's got a cannon of an arm. My God, he, he's got a tenacity about it. Man, this guy's got talent. Heard it all the time. I didn't even live here, and I heard it. Then when Rodgers takes over, when Rodgers got here, it was like, wow, that, that guy, whew, boy, that guy's impressive. That guy's got talent. Talent gets you here. It's what you do with it after the fact between the years pretty much is, and how quick you can make a decision is pretty much going to determine how good you are. But you don't hear about, oh, my God, this guy's got just boatloads of talent. Oh, my God, his foot speed, his footwork, his arm, his, his, his vision, you know. You don't hear that. It's about, you know, well, it's our philosophy. Philosophy. Okay. Uh, I want to get, we'll get back to that. In the meantime, uh, you know, Matt LaFleur, it, it's, th- there's the 11 on 11 team drills. And the first string is in the south end. And then second and third teams are in the north end. And then they get into grading those systems. So Matt LaFleur was asking, you know, or, or he was asked about how they graded all that stuff out. Yeah, we, we try to get in as quickly as possible. Uh, each unit starts watching the tape, and you try to get through it all. Some, day, some days you can, some days you can't. And, um, you know, we're on a tight schedule. We've got you know, 11 hours with our players, and you try to cram everything in. And then you got meetings with, with our guys, and you got installs. So it's always a challenge. Usually when you have a day like yesterday, it gives you some time to go back and, and look at things if you missed it. But... You know, we, we try to look at anything that we do out there, anything we film, whether it's individual, whether it's team, group, whatever it may be, we're always trying to put our eyes on it. And, um, yeah, it's I expect our position coaches to watch everything. Anything that their group's doing, I expect that. It's it's hard to, as the head coach, to get to everything. and But you absolutely 100% rely on your coordinators and your position coaches to see and own everything that happens within the group and that side of the ball. Which is interesting because you usually don't run all your team drills at different ends. I mean, you want your head coach or your offensive coordinator or whatever to, to be able to witness all of that. So Matt was asked, does any other team in the NFL do it that way? You know, I, I don't know. Um, I can only speak on my past experiences, and that's something that we've incorporated a lot of different places. I remember going back when we first really started doing it was um, back in 2012 with Washington. You know, you had two rookie quarterbacks, and um, that was when we really we tried to get as much reps for those guys or as many reps for those guys as humanly possible. So I want to go back a minute because Matt talked about the depth chart, and, you know, eh, it's all fluid and progress and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he says he doesn't want guys to be concerned about the depth chart. But – you run the ones at one end, 
and the twos and threes and fours and depth guys at the other end. So doesn't that then, in essence, tell them they should worry about the depth chart? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that that is part of their goal. Um, but I, I would rather more them focus on the day-to-day and, you know, th- there's going to be a time and a place when they get their opportunity, whether it be in practices or in those preseason games, to showcase what they can do. Also, Dellen Levitt, um, is this guy going to be more than just a special teams player this year because he's getting some work now in the secondary? Well, I think that's something that we're learning. And um, ultimately, there's a lot of things that give us a lot of confidence in Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, it'll be year two for him in our system, which you'd like to see that jump. Um, Anytime a guy transitions, whether you're a rookie coming to this league or you're coming from another team, a different scheme, you know, there's a learning curve to that. So um, hopefully with him being healthy and he can really dive into our book and and focus on the, the tasks that are asked of that position and you know, make some plays for us. There you go. That's some of uh, Matt LaFleur. We'll get back into that when we come back. I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll hear some of the other things that he's expecting coming today when you start putting the pads on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends down at at Lux Golf Bays, L-U-X-E, Lux Golf Bays, and the uh, the Rock Sports Complex uh, down in uh, Franklin, Wisconsin. And they are the proud first stop on the motorcycle ride this year. I just absolutely love it. Love going there. Plenty of room, and they're going to have um, they're going to have food trucks and such on site. The umbrella bar is going to be wide open. They're going to have screen signage uh, on the jumbotron out in front of Franklin Field. It's just I, I love this place, and uh, we are so thankful to have them as a stop on the motorcycle ride. So whether it's Lux Golf Bays, the Umbrella Bar, the uh, the Blend Cocktail Lounge, they've got the Pizzeria Restaurant uh, now. Uh, whatever it happens to be down there at the Rock Com- Rock Complex and Rock Sports Commons. Great stuff down there. Thanks to them for being a part of the program. More of the Bill Michael Show and more Matt LaFleur coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom-made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes. We customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless. Even more customized than your coffee. So, you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. today beautiful day outside stunning humidity's down 
Love it. Love it. Humidity's down, and uh, it's going to be like 81 today, but it's not going to be bad outside at all. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of being outside, our friends at Master Z's, whether it's uh, outdoor patio, they got a little, I don't want to say special or sale or anything, but they're clearing out everything from uh, the summer, whether it's patio furniture, chairs, uh, bars, outdoor bars, outdoor bar, outdoor bar stools. They have a good supply of Adirondack chairs, the lifelong Adirondack chairs. And uh, the in-store specials right now are fantastic. Call them today, 262-746-5931. And then if you're starting to think, you know, when football season gets here, we got a great big, uh, you know, media room in the house where we sit, we watch the game. Maybe we're going to put a pool table in or a shuffleboard or some table games. They have those as well if you start thinking about the inside stuff. So whether it's the fire pits for the uh, fall or pool tables, shuffleboards, table games, you name it, they've got it. Call them today, 262-746-5931, 262-746-5931. That's our friends uh, out there, Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. People come from all over to see their stuff. And uh, as a matter of fact, there you go. Uh, yeah, I know it's a little weird if you're looking on the uh, live stream. It's a little weird because the patio furniture looks good. I got two different types out there. All looks good. But right in the middle of it, that's our road, track, and trail uh, um, Can-Am Defender that we were running around Road America with, and we're taking it out to Sturgis with us. Uh, thanks to our friends at Road, Track, and Trail. Number one in the world for sales when it comes to motorcycles, uh, UTVs, ATVs, and snowmobiles. Number one in the world, I kid you not, numbers-wise. Check out our friends at RoadTrackAndTrail.com. That is RoadTrackAndTrail.com. So now we uh, we go back to Matt LaFleur and talking about uh, how, you know, kind of he sees the competition at safety play out once the pads go on today yeah i think it's going to be one of those things that's going to be pretty fluid in regards to who's running with the ones who's running with the twos um you know we're gonna we're gonna rotate those guys quite a bit obviously the guy that's got the most experience is savage out there and he's had a pretty strong camp i thought when he came back and uh throughout the course of otas he had really grown um, and we're hoping to can see that continued growth with when we get the pads on. So I think that's when it's, things start to kind of clearly define themselves and, and the separation starts to happen. Uh, in the meantime, you go stick with the defense. You got Colby Wooden. Uh, what do they see from him right now? Yeah, he's, you know, he's a great kid, first and foremost. I love his approach to the game. Um, he's, he's working, he's studying his butt off. And when we're doing bed checks, he's always got his, his, uh, iPad open, studying the book, watching tape, and he's doing everything he can. And we're going to, we're going to have to count on him. Now we go back to the Jordan love discussions and, uh, in camp, the one thing you notice is they're asking him to kind of judge the field and see the field more. So are they asking Jordan love so far in camp to throw more from the pocket? I'm asking him to go out there and be decisive. And that is always a fine line of you never want to take that freedom away from a quarterback. There's so much feel that goes into that position of when to scramble, when to step up, stay a passer. And so I think it's just a process of, of going through different experiences and you know reacting to whatever it is you see. But I, I do think that in order to be a, an effective quarterback, you've got to play decisively. You've got to trust what you see. You've got to trust – the guys around you that they're going to get their job done and and just play fast and i told them like hey man if, if you go out there and you let it rip 
uh, and you, you make a mistake, you throw a pick, it's a learning experience. It doesn't mean it's, there's a lot of pluses that, that go through uh, some of the tough lessons that come along the way. And I'd rather him stress that in these practices than go out there in, in a game and do something you know, that's foreign to him. So, um, but in regards to him scrambling, I, I just want whatever feels natural to, to him, uh, that's what I want him to do, and then we can coach off that. So there you go. That's some of Matt LaFleur. we got more to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up. Uh, he spoke a little bit earlier today. Now, some of those comments were from over the weekend, but he spoke earlier today. I want you to hear that. Also, we're going to hear from David Bakhtiari coming up in a little bit. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us for the final hour of the program today, so I'm looking forward to talking to Mike. And today is a padded practice in Green Bay as the Packers are back on the practice field yet again. So you're going to hear all of that coming up here in just a little bit as well, including uh, a little bit later on this afternoon, we're going to talk some more Brewers baseball. Brewers closing in on the trade deadline. Is one enough for the Brewers? Can they continue on? They got uh, Washington coming up uh, beginning today. As a matter of fact, Corbin Burns goes to the hill, and uh, can they stem the tide? Can they stop the losing streak? Can they get back to winning? Can they get back to winning series? And uh, is there another move in the uh, in the forecast? so to speak, as the Brewers and Nationals get underway. Early start time tonight, too. I'm looking forward to it. Tonight is a rest and relax patio night. I will move the Can-Am off a little bit, but tonight is a grill a little bit, maybe a bourbon tonight, nice uh, buffalo trace or something like that this evening, and uh, and then a little grill, a little cigar, and take it easy. And tonight you just breathe and see what's on the docket but uh, got Brewers baseball on the screen tonight Packers back in practice uh, right now as a matter of fact with the pads on so we're going to get updates later on got a lot of good stuff today I can't believe it's that fast one hour down three yet to go hang in there more of the Bill Michael show it's coming up and it's coming up right after this